Welcome to Above the Garage. Hi, friends. Welcome to our discussion of season four, episode four of Succession, which is entitled Honeymoon States. This episode was written by Jesse Armstrong and Lucy Preble and directed by Lorraine Scafaria. Let's do our round of introductions and dive in. Hi, I'm Mary Gold. Hi, I'm Megan. I'm Kimberly. And I'm Kate. Before we start on this episode, I just wanted to talk about last week's episode again because I couldn't stop thinking about it all week. And I was on vacation when we recorded, so I only got to watch it once before we recorded. I just want to walk back my opinion on Tom. I think he was actually really nice in that episode and like so soft and gentle with them. So I'm back on Team Tom. Apart from Greg, he wasn't nice to Greg as usual. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But that was pre-Logan dying, so. He was mean after Logan died too, but then he backed off. Yeah, remember when he called Greg? And he was like, oh, you should be happy now. Like Santa Claus has died or something. He said something along Oh, yeah, that's that's true. true. You're right. (laughs) He hated you. Yeah, he hated you. All right, all right. You have a a valid point. But I think that like baseline Tom, I just take into consideration that he's mean to Greg and that's just part of his personality and I judge him otherwise. Yeah. (laughs) Which is totally not fair. You have a good point. (laughs) Oh, great. But really, like, I did enjoy rewatching how kind he was with them the whole episode i just couldn't stop thinking about it all week i watched it a few times also if timestamps can be trusted and the episode was in real time well real time at that point roman can rest assured that logan didn't hear his voice message because a half hour compression should have started during the actual jerry firing so Mm. he didn't directly kill when you said that i was like oh yeah cool but then in this episode like I kind of like reconsidered it maybe just because was Tom being serious when he said that Logan died with his phone <laughs> hand down the toilet? Because you know what? I was just like, oh my God, he heard Roman's message and he got so angry, he flushed it down the toilet. No, he was fucking with Greg like he always does. Although, didn't Carl or Frank, one of them, I always get the names mixed up, say like, oh, when was the last time he spoke to your dad? And it kind of made me like, think oh he knows like what the last message was yeah no he did Mm -hmm. you're right i don't think so that was a bit weird but i'm sticking with my timestamps, and he couldn't have because a half hour compression by the way one last thing on the half hour compressions could you imagine doing 30 minutes of compressions like physically that would be impossible that's like hard work yeah like yeah yeah, to keep going i hope there were like two flight attendants taking turns it's not like any of his uh staff offered to help yeah, they might not have the training, yeah. right? Right. What, they're also just not the type of people that would offer to help. That reminds me, I, I did a course when I was like 15, but I probably should do it again. It's a very good thing to know. Yes, everybody that's listening, go out and learn CPR. I did it too, and, and same thing, I should do it again. All right, so this episode though. So this episode opens with Kendall looking like absolute shit. He's assumed Roman's position sitting on the floor and clearly hasn't slept. Roman's looking pretty good though and has a very nice view of the city. Shiv's in bed looking shocked and confused and sad when her phone rings and it is a bomb. She's pregnant. Dave called this. I think some of our group called this too. I did. I was like, yeah, she's pregnant. Yeah. Well, well done. Very exciting. (laughs) Whose baby is it? Yeah. I think it's Tom's because that just adds to the drama really well. Yeah, I think so too. Mm -hmm. I always wondered if they had sex, you know, during that scene when they were talking about separating and holding hands. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Fucking Mondale. I like they don't treat their dog very well. I know he's always in that little cave. Messed up, man. I also feel like for him to not recognize Shiv after just like a few months, I'm like, well, Shiv obviously didn't have a very strong relationship with her dog. It must have been awful. Yeah. 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 Totally. Or like somebody said that it could have been her scent changed because she's pregnant. So dogs pick up on different. Oh. Yeah, there's something different. Interesting thought. Yeah. Did she say she was, what, 20 weeks or she was going to have a 20-week scan or something? Yeah. yeah. She was set yeah. to schedule. And she had an amniocentesis, which usually falls between 15 and 20 weeks. So she's something around four months, four to five months. Mm. Yeah. Do you hope it's Tom's Kimberly? Yes. But it would also be a very big scandal if it was Nate. How about Megan? I hope it's Tom. It would be really good to add that little drama into right. the mix. <laughs> Marigold agrees. We're all in agreement. We hope it's Tom's. Yeah. I want to see okay. Tom as a as a baby daddy. Oh, he'd be cute. So, but it, it also makes me sad because it'll change Tom and Greg's relationship, I feel like. So, <laughs> like, bittersweet. That's a funny thing to be concerned about. I'm still rooting for them. I like it. To get together. Tom and Greg. <laughs> you were hoping that Tom and Greg were going to have a baby together? Was that the... Uh... Not a baby, but, like, I want, like, a kiss or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Oh. There's too much sexual tension. At least I feel like That's it. so funny. Oh. I like them as friends, but I've heard lots of people like you. I know. I know. I don't think they'll go there with them, but I still hope. <laughs> I don't think so either, but... That would be a big twist. Yeah. Yes, they would. Okay. Then Kendall's walking into Logan's house as Hugo's stupidly yelling at someone named Juliet that she's fucked him right in the ass with a strap-on. Fun reveal later when we learn it's his daughter with the strap-on. It's nice imagery there. And Kendall's shocked to see Marsha back in the house. Let the games begin. She's aggressively selling the lie that she and Logan have been really close all this time. Speaking every morning and afternoon with some intimate evening convos too, which is hilarious later so do you think she was lying definitely yeah of course okay 1000 bullshit there would be um phone records for that too not that there's any purpose to getting them but he's definitely not talked to her she said i guess she said seven weeks you're absolutely right yeah they did reconnect but i'd still think it was very much on a business kind of marriage yeah. level you know right. or optics <laughs> carrie was with him like nonstop. Mm-hmm. she said uh marcia was permanently in milan shopping but Anyway, everybody's just jumping in wanting to claim being close to Logan. Yes, Carrie's fucked because Marsha's the wife on paper and Carrie's got nothing, which we'll learn more about later. It was very sad. Uh, And Kendall keeps wandering through the house full of people he without a doubt does not want to see, but they're all sharing their condolences with him. And the plane crew has moved into the dining room, Jerry, Frank, Carl, uh, but eventually gets to the living room. The kids are hanging out and it, I really enjoy, this is my favorite caption ever as Ken hugs Shiv and it actually says Kindle blows raspberries. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought raspberries could only be blown on children's stomachs. So I learned something today. <laughs> that was such a funny caption. They chat about the Marsha situation. Shiv says death becomes her. And Ken wants to know where Carrie is. Roman suggests Marsha had her crushed to death by an anaconda and shoved in her trunk, which is probably about how Carrie feels right now. And they have a little banter about the Marsha and Logan's intimate evening phone sex. And when Rome doesn't jump in on that fun, Shiv gets concerned. But Roman insists he's fine. He thinks he's pre-grieved, actually. Funniest term ever. But it kind of feels right in this show, right? I mean, mm-hmm. how much time have we spent getting ready to grieve him? Although it certainly did not help last week. Kindle feels knocked out. 
But Shiv wants to get down to business. It's Coronation Demolition Derby Day and all as she looks at Tom. And Tom's heading into the old guard room. They've got presidents, prime ministers calling and about an hour to pick a new top dog. So they decide now would be a good time to inspect Logan's China. So this episode is, I guess, real time too, right? Seems so. They have an hour and the meeting happens at the end of the episode. Yeah. I like that. It's kind of cool to see. Me too. Two real time episodes back to back. Mm-hmm. Well, Hugo was talking to his, we obviously learn later that it's his daughter. So you do know he was honestly telling the truth that it wasn't like an insider tip, I don't think, you know, because he was pissed. He's like, what are you doing? Could He could have slipped something and then she just betrayed her dad. He had to have slipped. Or something. Something got out. Right. She wouldn't have known otherwise before. The news came out so quickly that like. It did. I mean, it came out, you know, an hour later. Right. So he had to have told her somehow, which is weird because he says later that he doesn't talk to her at all. Right. But obviously it was not. He did not intend for her to trade on that. And he is fucked. No, it wasn't like inside information. He didn't mean it that way. No. But I really love the kids together previous to what happens later in the episode when it starts to fall apart like I think that they're like getting along so well and they're so funny together these days and I like that they kind of discuss that later when they're like this felt good this does not feel good I do wonder how that's gonna that dynamic is gonna shift I don't feel good about it now that Logan is gone because I think they had that camaraderie based on like their dad, you know, their abuse going on with their dad. And that brought them closer together, you know, right. and now he's gone. I don't know. They might drift. Yeah. But I feel like it's something that they were choosing to prioritize for a while, like lately, right. you know, whereas I think what you're right, like that's what brought them together is this horribleness between them and their dad. Yeah. But they keep talking about like, let's, you know, it's going to be the three of us going to be the three of us. But I'm quite confident that in the six remaining episodes, that is not going to be all well and happy. Is that ever how it goes? No. Right. People don't share well. <laughs> I would like it if the show ended on a good sibling note. Me too. Anyway, now Greg comes in to try and kiss the kids asses while emphasizing he's family too. My guys, my lovely guys. That made me laugh. <laughs> he tries to hug them awkwardly and they're like, fuck off. Uh, but he's wearing a really nice suit. I like his suit. And then he, he says he's sad half a second before he's wondering how things are going to shake out. And he points out Ewan's got a vote. Didn't Ewan like disown him for sticking with Logan? I remember there was like 250 million on the table and... He was like pissed when the court happened because he was like, I can't believe I chose your side. Anyway, I didn't know if Ewan has been speaking to him since that situation. Yeah, Madsen's calling and Rome tells Greg to fuck right on off and they decide not to pick up, which even when I was first watching it, I thought not picking up was a pretty bad call. If they want to be the top dogs here and the Madsen sale is the big deal because that's mm-hmm. kind of like the competitive edge that they have being friends with Madsen, you know? Right. They're not being serious yet. They're not serious people yet. They would have picked up that phone if they were. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, really, because it was a power play, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I guess they just wanted to talk to each other a little first, but it's just so stupid. I don't know why, but it made me laugh when they were going off, was into the kitchen or something, and Frank is like, would anyone care for a look at the, uh, the china? <laughs> like trying to separate themselves from anyone else. We say it every episode, but this episode is so full of hilarious lines, even from like the old guard. They're much funnier these days. Or I've been noticing them more these days. Yeah, Carl cracks me up. Like Carl, oh my god. I just love him. I'm like, what a little shit. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> so has funny. some he has some great lines. Oh, he's got some good, like below the belt 
chabs, but he like, yeah, like kind of mm-hmm. passive aggressive. Uh, the way that he delivers it, yeah. He's, you know, his delivery it. is hilarious. Yeah. And Jerry is like great in this episode too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I like seeing them divide it up because you notice them more than I do typically when I'm focused on the kids, you know? So in the old guard room, they're fighting out who they want at the top and it ain't the kids. In fact, they consider putting out a message about the kids being dipshits and screw-ups, as Tom puts it. But then they turn the bloodbath internal. And also the kids had previously discussed putting out a message about them too, right? And they were like, no, let's not do it. So everybody's talking. But everybody thinks they should be the new Logan. My favorite is when Jerry compliments Carl on what he did in the 90s. Burn! With cable. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Made you burn. Just to... (laughs) emphasize exactly how ancient he is it was so good and carl points out that logan was souring on jerry before tom throws his hat in the ring after telling everyone how sick he is with grief and jerry mocks him because he's eating a fish taco as he's talking (laughs) he's getting his melancholy everywhere uh before carl eviscerates him hypothetically of course uh the question they might ask just to prepare you you're a clumsy interloper and no one trusts you the only guy pulling for you is dead and now you're just married to the ex-boss's daughter and she doesn't even like you you are fair and squarely fucked and tom's whole response is just jesus carl there's somebody he can't argue with it he can't argue with it he's like shit that's true (laughs) yeah exactly that's Again, why it was insane for him to choose Logan in the last episode, because like Logan is nobody's protector, even if he hadn't died. But yeah, I don't know. What do you think happens with Tom? I don't I don't see this going well. I do not know. I am. My wheels are turning on that unless he gets back with Shiv. I really that's his best bet. I really don't know if there's an end for him. I know he wants to serve. That's what he keeps saying. Maybe that's his mantra, right? (laughs) (laughs) I am here to serve. Maybe, you know, somebody will put him on. Because he is such a great ass kisser and everybody loves an ass kisser on their side, right? Yeah. A little minion that will just kiss your ass, you know? Right. So perfect role for him. You know, hey, Kendall might pick him up. Yeah, he he might be able to continue on as, you know, the loyal or a disloyal ass kisser. Yeah, it's funny watching him and both him and Greg, you know, like singling out each of the siblings trying to kiss their ass and see which ones will take it and nobody's taking it really yeah um but tom's best bet is definitely shift even not knowing about the pregnancy like he gets he affects her later in the episode when he's talking about nostalgia over their early dating or whatever right so yeah i think he'll get back in via shift and obviously the baby will probably add to that but he's not getting far with the old people now the kids decide to call Matson back, but he won't talk to them they're so stupid don't play power games before you even have the power um Matson doesn't even make an excuse he just has his lackey say he won't now <laughs> won't talk to them and Shiv's being kind of bitchy Rome's trying to reel her in the Swedes order somebody to be there in 24 hours because their annual retreat and all they could give a fuck about these kids dad dying and Shiv flips them off as they hang up I mean it takes a while to get there too so they literally have to leave for Sweden like as soon as the episode is over mm. how long does it right. take to get to Sweden from New York uh, when I went to Germany last couple of weeks ago, it was like eight hours. So a little less than that. Mm, not that long then. Mm-hmm. This was one of my favorite interactions the whole episode. It was between Shiv and Roman. And it was when Shiv says, we're a pretty fluid group. And then like this, the face that Sarah Snook made was hilarious. And then Roman's yeah. here and he's like, the face that he makes back at her is so funny. It obviously probably scripted, but he was just <laughs> like, what? 
<laughs> you just said we're a fluid group. Like, right. <laughs> I feel like he was thinking of disgusting things in that moment. I don't know. What the fuck? Knowing Roman. As he always does. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to know how much of it is scripted and how much they just nail their character at this point. You don't have to script it. I saw a panel type interview and they were talking about maybe like improvisation and Sarah Snook was saying about um how at first Kieran was like scared and he because he'd never done that type of thing before but now he's the best at it (laughs) oh I love that and Kieran was like seems like he really hates compliments kind of like myself and he was just like shut the fuck up yeah fuck off (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was really cute yeah I can see that I like that I always want to know exactly how much improv they do and you know from one show to another yeah I feel like this one would um would have quite a bit yeah especially last week's episode when they did like 30 minutes worth of filming you'd have to probably be able to think on your feet then you know sure yeah yeah and all those emotions and stuff I was really surprised when we interviewed Christine Co and she said that only murders in the building is like strictly like no improv and it's got you know Steve Martin yeah that's interesting actually I, I really expected that that one would have improv yeah but didn't she say the opposite to dave the other show she's on that like that's the yeah. whole right they're just like polar opposites. that's a show that has a lot of improvisation yeah so greg's trying marcia now to see if his condolences take any better there seem like maybe a little better as carl and frank run up the stairs and i agree with marcia that it's hilarious to watch them run up the stairs <laughs> and it makes you wonder what they're running to and then Connor and Willa come in and greet Marsha. Marsha disses Willa. Look how far you've come. And Willa throws it right back at her. Look at us both, right? I love that. That was great. I know. Everyone's so mean to each other. It's delightful. But yeah, obviously they both married for money. So I don't know where she got off dissing her. In happier news, though, Willa and Connor have a really exciting honeymoon planned out. Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, Pennsylvania. You know what's funny? That's like three of our states, right? <laughs> That's where all where we live. <laughs> swing state that's marigold caton yeah yeah <laughs> sorry they're not coming to visit you kimberly but um i thought that was really funny might be a bit far actually you know what that would be a better honeymoon <laughs> than uh probably those three states right yeah not that i'm saying those states are shit but i'm guessing he's going there because of the political reasons right? oh yeah yeah definitely okay. they're the big yeah. swing states that could go either way right gotcha See, I'm not dissing you. <laughs> I knew what was happening. <laughs> if we traded you out for Joey Hartstone's mom, though, we'd have a complete set <laughs> of swing states represented here. Where was where? She's from Michigan, I think you said. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. When we were talking about euchre. Anyway, I was excited when I saw who was on the episode after that line. What a coincidence! And I think I forgot for a second that he's still running for president. Yeah. For some reason, I felt like Logan's death would have put an end to that. But I, I mean, obviously it wouldn't because Connor's Connor, but I just forgot. wonder how much money he'll spend on it now that he's got his whole inheritance. I hope it takes a while to like get to him because otherwise he's going to mm, burn through. Waste a lot of money on that 1%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now he starts wasting money pretty quickly, <laughs> immediately. In fact, Marsha and Connor make a really well thought out and researched $63 million handshake deal on that. <laughs> yeah. He's going to buy Logan's New York place. Do you guys think that there's going to be some like surprise with like Logan's estate and his will? Like, yeah. like this is the day 
after he died, right? And they haven't like officially right. like, like read his will or whatever. I feel like there's going to be some surprises. I mean, I think it started with this piece of paper, but yeah, I think there'll be more. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's going to cause more tension between the kids. There's a lot more that needs to come out. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't believe how much money though. Like, I was like, holy shit. Well, he's probably overpaying by like $30 million. She just threw out, oh, some, yeah. You know, I want between 60 and 70 million. He didn't even say 60, which he could have. He added an extra three <laughs> just for the hell of it. Yeah. And then he's bragging about saving on real estate costs, but he's actually probably wasting tens of millions of dollars more than the real estate costs. Yeah. Cause like once he does some research, like, or if Willa does some research, like he can't go back on that. She'll just fuck him and not sell it to him. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, he probably could at this point. You shouldn't because it's like binding and oral agreement is binding. But in this family, nothing's binding. But he's dumb and he'll probably just pay it. So I don't know. They're both very happy with themselves with that deal. Which is funny. And now we find out why Frank and Carl are running. Frank has found a worrying piece of paper. Carl is immediately displeased. Could it just go away? Like, what if your hand goes a little wobbly and the draft takes it away and it gets flushed down the toilet by mistake? It's very specific. <laughs> And then he says, we're not going to have the little princess fuck us. Is that Jerry? Is Jerry the little princess here that he was referring to? I wasn't sure. I was wondering if it, because we don't know what they're talking about in that piece of paper. Yeah, I mean, it could right, be, yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily a position within the company or maybe it's the house or, you know, something big. Mm-hmm. I was also wondering if it could be Carrie because she's yeah. like, he was doing things in the will and please look <laughs> into it. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> could it be Carrie? And they're like, I mean, I think the big thing they're worried about is Kendall, but that's why I didn't know the little princess. Yeah, that's very cool. Maybe he was referring to Kendall. <laughs> I mean, it could be anybody, right? How they talk. Right. Or, or Greg. Yeah, it could be anyone. <laughs> like Greg really. or Tom. Yeah. Greg or Tom. Yeah. You could be like, oh my gosh, no. I feel like it was probably Jerry because... Because Jerry walks in right then. Yeah, but then why would Jerry be like, not seizing on it like hell yeah that's mine she's like yeah yeah can't have this let's just throw it away yeah she looked it over she saw the name that was penciled in if it was her she'd be like oh hell yeah whatever it is is mine i learned a new word in this uh, scene there what word <laughs> jerry says the paper is not germane germane yeah i had not heard of that before i could have guessed that that was the word it's not often used they're good at using words in the show that are not often used mm-hmm. mm, two smart words for me had to google but yeah, so Jerry comes in now, and now three people know about the paper. What is this penciled addendum, the underline? And we don't know what it is yet, <laughs> but I really love the whole underline storyline. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they debate making it disappear again before we see Willa telling Connor he's an idiot for offering Marsha $63 million on the spot. But as we discussed, Connor insists it was actually genius to save on real estate fees, despite wasting God knows how much money. And then, per the usual, Connor enters the sibling room late. Um, Shiv's got the globe with a photo of Logan laughing hysterically on the cover, which nobody has ever seen him do. (laughs) And Shiv points out how amazing the obituary versions of her dad sound, and she'd really like to have met her dad. (laughs) Um, But Connor's being sweet, brother. He's like checking in on the siblings. He really wants to know how they're doing. Learns about Roman's genius pre-grieving, whereas Connor just doesn't know how he's doing, which is a very honest reaction. When Connor checks in with Kendall, he reveals he's got a great grief guy, the best grief guy. But seriously, he offers them the guy's phone number and tells him that he had a middle-of-the-night therapy session that really helped. So this question, is he talking about drugs? 
No, he's very clean right now. Oh. Carl points out later. He is being vulnerable and honest. I thought he was using a metaphor. Yeah, I mean, you could always be right, but I think that, like, he's probably not going to be sober by the end of this season, and they're making a point of it now, like, how well he's doing and how much smarter it would be for him not to take over the company and, Mm -hmm. you know, the kids to just continue their trajectory, but that's not what's going to happen. But yeah, like, this this scene is, is where I made the actual note that I really love how they are together. They're actually kind of really good siblings together at this point mm-hmm. and they're funny too i do like that but then again i think exactly what's going to happen next and then what's happened before i'm like mm, are they not really yeah yeah right. they're cute for about five minutes it's not gonna last no <laughs> yeah it's that's the last time i can say that note for this episode and then hugo brings some more papers in a lot more papers actually and rome says the reviews are in uh now we get to learn how hugo got fucked and it is bad his daughter sold a bunch of waco stock before the news of logan's death went public so she's fucked he's fucked and he's gotta know kendall can't help him here which kendall just sighs and pats his shoulder before walking off there's really like nothing kendall can do about it so no you're fucked, Hugo. Uh, Shiv's reading the reviews and Ken's translating. Most of the compliments translate into being a racist, sexist old man. Though Rome takes offense at them, calling him well-connected, which obviously translates into being a pedophile, he says, when mm-hmm. dad wouldn't even hug his grandkids. And they're laughing so much. <laughs> I know, how sad. Yeah. And then Tom comes in and ruins the happy moment and calls him to the library. Shiv walks right by Tom without a look, so I guess last week's brief reconnection was, in fact, quite brief. So Tom tries the Kindle angle. There were some past tensions, but it's all water under the bridge, right? Now that the old man is dead. Throughout the whole episode, he's just repeating, I'm here to serve to everybody. Right. And I enjoyed Kendall's response, and he's just like, I like you, Tom. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) He's also going to do nothing for Tom, but good luck. Everybody just needs good luck in this episode. And now the plane people and the boat people are united awkwardly. So they did not flush the paper. And here's the big bomb of the episode. They found a paper that suggests that Kendall take over as CEO. The kids are shocked. There's no date on it. It's probably around four years ago, judging from the papers that it was in between. And Jerry keeps pointing out that it doesn't mean anything legal. We shouldn't, we wouldn't want it to feel more significant than it should because the family doesn't have a majority anymore. Frank says perhaps the most true thing about Logan all episode he was a man of different moods (laughs) that is one way to put it then we get to see the paper and it's succession style hilarious it's unclear if he was underlining or crossing out kindle's name it looks more like crossed out to me but since it started as an underline i think i might side with the underline group i I think it's crossed out yeah because like (laughs) why why would logan like go back and like underline kendall underline it yeah that's a good question right i think it was crossed out he's much more likely to cross it out why would you need to underline it if it's already there written? Yeah. Like, <laughs> just to make sure you see it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just such a classic, like, succession storyline. Yeah. I don't know. It's brilliant that they came up with this. Um, but yeah, my my underline argument is just, you're going to be more accurate about what you're doing at the beginning of doing it, right? That's true, yeah. But, but mm-hmm. I fully agree that it, it makes no sense for him to underline it versus crossing it out would be a very Logan thing to do, so... You're probably right, but it's just like such a funny, like these kids that just want their dad's love. And then he's like, well, yeah, this is either a really great thing he did or a really terrible thing he did, you know? And it's just perfect. Like, my heart really went out to like Kendall during this time because, like, I feel like to him, like, he equates like, you know, being a CEO of the company as like his dad actually loving him. And to him, it's 
more than just a position it's like confirmation for him right exactly so. uh, yeah it's a huge deal whether he underlined or crossed it out to him i fell for him too jeremy's amazing in this role mm-hmm. yeah and she was the first one to point out that it kind of looks like being crossed out which obviously hurts kendall's feelings a lot and roman's arguing against it too this thing is old and you've tried to put him in jail like 12 times since then right shiv calls it moot and kendall says it sure as fucking shit doesn't say shiv (laughs) yeah oh yeah the sibling paradise is crumbling they are not getting on as well now um there's also some funeral plans on the paper and a watch for colin Oh, I wonder if it's Tom's watch that he gave. <laughs> Tom gave Logan the watch for. That's right. He was all excited about giving him the box. Yeah, better be an expensive watch for his best pal. I know. Yeah. I hope he gets more than a watch. I do too. What is like the most expensive watch in the world? Are we talking like hundreds of thousands of dollars? I assume. Well, yeah. I mean, mm. put some diamonds and gold and shit on it. You can make right. it expensive. Yeah, you can customize it to whatever. But if it was Tom's watch, I think it was only like 15K. So right. <laughs> that's not good enough for Porco. Only 15K? Holy shit. I know. But in their terms, that's like 15 bucks. I mean, <laughs> not I'm surprised even. he would even give Logan a watch that's only 15 That's just so cheap, bro. Like 15 cents. But it is. To them. It is. For Tom to give Logan a $15,000 watch, I think, is really cheap. Yeah, but I'm how, stupid. why don't, the thing is that I remember that, how wealthy is Tom though? Do we know? I think he's pretty wealthy. I don't know. And he signed a prenup, so he's not going to get a lot wealthier. Because 15K like for him, like might be, you know, like a lot. I wouldn't, like if I was with Shiv, I was, if I was Shiv's husband in reality, which he's not going to marry me because I don't have any money, but I wouldn't be able to spend like, here's a hundred dollar watch, bro have it yeah. you can right. have it or you don't have to have it but yeah I got it from the fucking what are those things where you put the coin in the machine and you like twist it here's the watch yeah. <laughs> oh yeah you know what it can't be Tom's watch because they gave it to the little boy right instead of remember, oh, right, right. the was little that, boy yeah. that oh my god that was such a brutal scene Roman was such a prick oh my god the meanest yeah. Roman's ever been by far yeah awesome yes they gave it to the boy so it's not Tom's watch so let's hope it's like some diamond studded Rolex that he can hawk. The most expensive watch is a Patek Philippe Grandmaster Chime. How much do you think it is? 500K. More. 31 million. Holy fucking doodle. Oh my mm. God. But it's what? a specific, like, wow. it's like one watch. Right. It better be that one then. <laughs> yes. I hope Colin gets the $31 million watch. Right. Also, it turns out Logan has a lot of legit expensive art in a vault. And Shiv jokes about burning them for insurance purposes. And then Carl seriously says, like, that would be the dream for mm-hmm. financial purposes. He's so funny. <laughs> and Greg comes in now. So apparently Greg's on the piece of paper, too. In what capacity? In what fashion, he asks. I'm curious. Uh, you're an addendum in pencil with a question mark. And Greg rubs his hands together, excited. Nevertheless. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that cracked me up. Nevertheless, so excited. I know. I was like literally like laughing very loudly during this point. Yes. My husband's like, "What's so funny?" And I'm like, <laughs> Greg, "Greg thinks he's gonna be Kendall's number two. I'm like, <laughs> so funny. Yeah. So Kendall then turns and tells them the paper says Dad wanted Kendall to take over, and Greg translates that to me. And oh, uh, so then the natural conclusion might be <laughs> I'd be his number two. <laughs> 
And Frank nearly drops the paper and laughs so genuinely. Hey, at least he's trying. He's throwing it out there. Nice try, kid. Open something sticks. Yeah, exactly. That's what everybody's doing the lips. Hey, I mean, at least his name was on there. He actually remembered to put his name on there. It's on there. What does it say? Oh, yeah. It was also funny, though, when Roman says he probably wrote it down to try to remember your name. I think it just had a question mark, right? Mm-hmm. That's something about Greg question mark. So I found on Reddit, most of the letter has been pieced together by awesome fans. The original poster was Educational Green 7-Eleven. So let me read the letter to you. And thanks to everybody that contributed to this post. All right. It starts, to my executors and family, the following is a record of additions and clarifications to be added to my official letter of wishes in the blank of my passing event, probably. I have blank this record to provide my executor and family with information they will need after my death. It includes financial and personal information that will be needed to settle certain affairs, performances and suggestions for arrangements that must be made. I hope this record will help make a difficult time easier for my family. It is my preference that the title and role of CEO should be bestowed upon my son, Kendall Logan Roy. Regarding my funeral arrangements, my funeral and burial are to take place in accordance with the blank practices of the Roman Catholic Church. My preferred hymns, Amazing Grace, Abide With Me, Here I Am, Lord. I watch the sunrise lighting the sky, the Lord's my shepherd. Psalm 23. I wish to be buried with the attached copy of my sister Rose's photograph placed in blank of my wife, Marcia, in my right hand blank pocket. I would like to change the epitaph on my headstone blank. Truthful lips endure forever. The lying tongue lasts only a moment. Proverbs 12, 19. Hmm. Leave my head of security, Colin Styles, my Rolex Daytona La Peace. Oh, see, that's an expensive watch. Regarding personal assets, include the following. I advise that blank should remain in a secured facility indefinitely and blank family, blank unnecessary financial complications, blank collection of impressionism paintings and blank Switzerland. Sincerely yours, Logan Roy. And the handwritten addendums at the bottom are difficult to read, but definitely the fourth one says Greg with a question mark, and I am dying to know why. Probably never will. Why did he write Greg on there? Mm. Uh, Other words that are identifiable. uh, Journalism, possibly antiquities. But it's so interesting seeing the hymns that he wants. Yeah. Then Tom comes in, says there are some words going on. He's so unclear when he speaks. What the fuck does that mean? Is it about Carrie downstairs, I guess? I don't know. Anyway, Kendall's left alone with Frank and it's all sad and serious. And is it real? My dad wanted me to take over. Sometimes Frank laughed. <laughs> you know that. Sometimes he did. And Kendall says he made me hate him. Then he died. He didn't like me. Frank tells him to stop thinking like that. He was an old bastard and he loved you. Um, but it's just sad that all the kids are left wondering this, you know, like in their own way. It was a sweet scene. Though. It was I very think. sweet. I actually like this scene. Yeah. Frank was really mm-hmm. nice, I thought. Yeah. I love Frank. Yeah, I feel he's like cute. he's like the father figure. Yeah. Even though Roman hates him, but I feel like <sighs> for Kendall, he's like a father figure. Roman hates everybody. I think I know. like I could name like two people that he actually likes, maybe. <laughs> Shiv and Kendall. Maybe. He likes his siblings. And it's true though what Frank's saying. He was an old bastard, but he did I do think that he loved him. He just didn't do it well or how he should have. In a very strange way. Yeah. You can love someone and not necessarily like them. So, That's true. I mean, 
It probably ebbed and flowed. He probably liked right. him sometimes and hated him the other time, but I always loved him. Yeah. yeah. He was a man of many moods. It's true. Many. Mm-hmm. And then he asked Frank, if he gets the siblings behind him, will you support, will Frank support him? And this is where Frank points out, you're doing like so well right now. You really want to come back in where you were doing terribly and on drugs and, you know. As a father figure, he's pointing out a very good point. This is not the best option for his health and happiness. But power is too tempting, I suppose. I'm going to be sad when the siblings are like terrible for the next six episodes. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I like when they're fighting Logan instead because then they can. It's going to be hard to see them fighting each other. I agree. Yeah, it it is. And and they will. God damn, that sucks. <laughs> it's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah, I was yeah. really liking how they were really coming together and bonding. It's going to yeah. suck to see that dissolve because it's going to. So, yeah, and you that know. was the trade-off of yeah. killing Logan. Do you guys think that um, Kendall and Roman would have treated Shiv differently had they known that she's pregnant? Like with the decision with the company i don't think they would have been different but i had the same question about like did is that why shiv let it happen i wonder if her pregnancy to get pregnant no i was surprised how easily she let them yes me too win the battle later in the episode i get what you're like she's she took a step back i think because she was pregnant so i was wondering if that played into it which is so often what women do do Mm -hmm. right but i think the guys probably would have like use it as another reason to to not let her have a position yeah oh yeah shittily they shouldn't but yeah they do yeah oh your hormones oh you'll need to be with the baby oh you're gonna get mommy brain i mean really that comes into play sucks Mm -hmm. yeah but let's try to not pretend that it doesn't happen (laughs) right yeah that is it's a man's world what do you think marigold did you think that they would maybe be nicer or what I mean, I don't think that they would maybe give her a position because she's pregnant, but I hope that they won't screw her over Yeah. in the end because she's pregnant. Yeah. I don't know. At this point, it's hard for me to see them screwing her over, like, yeah. aggressively. In any, like, eat pregnant or not, she's still right. their, yeah. their sis- the baby sister. I don't know. Because, like, Kendall, how he was acting at the end. With, oh, right. Yeah. With Hugo. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves. Like, I don't know. But no, you're right. He's changing. And like, when the fuck do we ever see like Kendall being a dad? Like barely, like <laughs> ever. <laughs> a yeah. couple hugs here and there at a wedding of his kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he hugged them after Logan hit him with a can of cranberry sauce. Yeah. That was Crazy. insane. Yeah. He's a, he's a bad dad for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what Shiv is a parent. I guess we won't really get to see that, but it would be interesting. Yeah. So Shiv and Rome are chatting. Shiv says, maybe just give the poor orphan what he wants. Um, But she points out how good the three of them working together has felt and how bad this feels. And then Rome leaves as Tom approaches Shiv. Shiv points out, I guess you picked the wrong horse. You picked the dead horse. Mm. Tom's like, just let me show you some kindness. But Shiv says she's finally accepted that they killed him. If they'd said yes to Gojo, he wouldn't have been on the plane. He'd be around to rock his grandkids to sleep. And Tom's like, um, as he was evidently so keen to do. (laughs) So she's obviously thinking about her child incoming, not meeting her dad, which is probably a good thing, Shiv. But I wish he'd point out to her that if he'd gone to his fucking son's wedding, he wouldn't have been on that plane. Like, 
Logan is making these shitty decisions. It is not on her at all. And he tries to touch her and she flinches, tells him to stop. She says she feels like she's the only one that lost something that she cared about and it's not coming back. And then Tom gets nostalgic about early in their relationship and it really seems to affect her. Um, But she says it was a long time ago and he says it wasn't that long ago and she gets up and leaves. What do you guys think Mm -hmm. of that scene? I like that. Yeah, it was like felt very like surface level because he was like remember you wearing that silk shirt and I was like is it just that he was turned on by her and like I know doesn't she wear a silk shirt like every episode I know I'm like (laughs) yeah it just felt weird he's just trying to reconnect with her yeah but you're always gonna also have the underlying question like is he just doing this for power primarily you know because he's now gone to each sibling and tried to get in with them now it's her turn he does it differently with shiv of course because he can but how much of it is real feeling versus Mm -hmm. i hope it's real but no he's like fucked without her so there's no way i've ever known i think at one point it was definitely real yeah i think at one point he really really loved her and then you know and he wanted more from them their marriage i mean she was kind of always like oh you know and maybe after mm-hmm. being batted down so much he's like well at one point he says it like he says i wonder if the sad that i would be without you is better than the sad that i am with you and that was right. very damn sad but accurate because she treated him like shit right mm-hmm. no but he loves her yeah it would be a win-win for him if she took him back i imagine it would definitely for both power if she was nice to him anyway Colin comes in in jeans and one of the kids says he looks like a dog without his person. It's funny though to see him in jeans. Oh, and then actually more raspberries get blown in the captions by Roman. So, <laughs> big raspberry episode. Oh, really? Yeah. They were like, oh, Colin has a kid. Like, they're just yeah. so like freaking disconnected from like the people who have probably been like super loyal to the family for like 20 years. Yeah. Right. right. Ugh, it was just sad. I hope Logan knew that he had a kid. Yeah, I was just about to I'm say sure. that. I wonder how much they spoke like when he was driving him around and how much, yeah, he they knew about each other, I guess. Yeah, because we didn't really see them. No. That much until the episode where you know at the diner, but yeah, I actually didn't notice he had a kid either though when he was standing there. It's funny when Kendall said that, and then Roman gets really freaked out when a dog comes in. Um, like I guess he's terrified of dogs. That was um, an extreme reaction, and the dog belongs to the Secret Service. Shiv does not want Jared Minkin here. His smirky little autocratic face. Shiv and Roman are counter vetoing each other, and Ken points out that they should probably have a business relationship with the president if that's an option. Then this Petka's guy is giving a homily, and Shiv calls him a kid's entertainer. We have a kid's entertainer now. This is where Tom tells Greg that Logan died fishing his phone out of the toilet, clogged by Carl. And Greg, as usual, fully buys it, <laughs> as does Kimberly. I om- yeah, I almost bought it. I couldn't tell if Shiv laughed at Tom's compression socks joke, but I don't think so. Like, she laughed right afterwards a little bit, but I think she was probably laughing at the Pekka speech because she's... I think she was too far away to hear what he said. Uh, and then Connor joins them late as usual, takes offense to Logan being made into a neoconservative when he was obviously a paleo-libertarian, practically an anarcho-capitalist. <laughs> and then Stewie and Sandy come in with their dad in a wheelchair. <laughs> and Roman asks what, what he's doing with that face. And then you see him, like, he's got this smile on his face. And Sandy swears that's just how his face looks. Aww. <laughs> 
It's really funny though, because I don't think it is. I think that he is actually smiling purposefully. Yeah, he's happy. You don't really know, but and then Roman's like, "No, he just winked at me." <laughs> but Kendall goes and like chats with him because he's playing the role of CEO now. I laughed when Tom had said that Carl hadn't shit for twenty years, <laughs> and Greg shakes <laughs> his head like his face is so funny. <laughs> Like, he believes it, too. Yeah, he's like, Tom, Tom. But then, like, later on, Greg <laughs> tries to make a joke. Like, the guy who's making the speech is like, you know, yeah. he moulded the country into something beautiful. And Greg's like, into the shape of a dick. And <laughs> and Tom's just like, no, no, Greg, like, no. And I'm like, dude, you, like, it's it's so, like, their relationship is so funny. Like it's what he does. Yeah, yeah Tom's is, like, the weirdest things and like like fucked up things yeah and greg's like trying to you know come back at him but he's he's go along with that and then tom just doesn't he's just like greg oh my god greg like how could you say that right yeah (laughs) yeah it does it all the time it's so funny it's great though it plays well marcia and colin are strolling out of somewhere together maybe they're fucking What? <laughs> They're just walking out of the room together. Don't be rude to Colin. <laughs> Carrie has arrived, even though Marsha asked her not to, and she's like, oh, she's such a mess. She's like hysterically oh. crying. Everyone's coming out to deal with her. She keeps saying she's good. As she sobs, and then she drops all her stuff. And Roman's being super sweet. I like Roman in this scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was surprised. <laughs> yeah, he has empathy. He does. It, it affected him. Right. Yeah. yeah. So she's dropped all her stuff, and Roman's helping her pick it up. And she's like whispering to him that they were going to get married. Can he check on mm. that? <laughs> I'm like, what do you want him to do exactly? Is that why she wanted to go upstairs so bad? Yeah. I wanted to find the paper or something. Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. Probably. But I think they already found it. I wonder if her name's on it. I wonder if that's the one they're talking about. He left or something. Yeah. Well, she wants something out of it. And Greg's an asshole, too. He says, here comes the waterworks. Yeah, well. (laughs) Take her out the back. I feel like he's, I don't know if he's being genuine or he's just trying to like get in with like Marsha like you know what I mean like oh yeah. he's trying to get in with Marsha 100 right. yeah. he's playing the game totally and I guess like in the last few episodes <laughs> Carrie and Greg haven't had a great time together so <laughs> right yeah that's yeah. a good point that worked yeah. out okay for him in the end did you guys notice the pill bottles? I did notice the pill bottles. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for like a pregnancy test to fall out or something. Yeah, yeah. I know. I was waiting for something bigger too, <laughs> like a reveal. Yeah. Funny. I feel like when people drop their purses, there's always like something really important in it. In the show. Right. It was crazy though that Roman was so genuine. He was even saying like, do I have your private number? Like, can you send yeah. me a number? Like, yeah, he said it a couple times. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, you are actually going to follow up on this. Sweet. I reckon he probably wants to fuck Marsha over too, though. So, yeah, that would be interesting. Well, then he calls her out on being a bitch, and Marsha doubles down. They're gonna get her just safely to the subway so she can go home to her little apartment. Yeah, <laughs> she's cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, she is the wife, and that's the mistress, and that's so how it goes. That's fair. Yeah. Didn't Didn't Logan have an affair before her though? Oh, for sure. I mean, he's always has a side piece with the blonde chick. Holly yeah. Hunter, was it? Yeah. 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 Yep. I thought she was, I thought Zoe, the actress who plays, her was really good in the scene. Oh, she's yeah. great. She's actually yeah. a really Amazing. good actress. Like she yes. conveys yeah. that 
human emotion. Like you, you mm-hmm. felt for her, like she was in panic mode and you could feel her panic. Right. All season, you know, panicking because she's like, I'm going back to my tiny fucking apartment. I'm getting nothing <laughs> right. out of this shit. Yeah, completely fucked. I mean, and maybe she did like him, but come on. The thing is, is like, shit, she's going back to her tiny apartment. Yeah. There's nothing for her unless right. she does find her name on that piece of paper somehow. Right. You know, and that's her only. close to billions, you know, like the, yeah. the amount of money on the line is. <sighs> maybe since Roman can't have Willa, maybe he'll like adopt Carrie instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that Logan would have put Carrie in on any like big financial amount, though. Nah. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised, though, if there is something like there might be a reveal like that. Maybe just to screw over his kids, but I don't yeah, think I he cares about Carrie that much. Right. And also at the end, at the end of his life he was like we kind of discussed he was going a bit yes he was so you never know like i mean from carrie's perspective before i fucking logan like regularly i would want something in writing (laughs) yeah (laughs) right realistically it's not enough to just go to whatever fancy dinners right now no (laughs) anyway sorry logan yeah, and then Kendall asks Shiv to talk. He doesn't want things to change. He wants her to say what she's thinking. And Tom corners Roman now. He's working on Roman too. Tells him he knows Logan wanted Roman at the top. And Roman sees right through him and calls him lots of delightful things. Tightrope Tommy riding his little subtle cycle across Niagara Falls. <laughs> he has a way with words. And Tom just repeats his mantra. I'm here to serve. Here to serve. Yeah. And then Ken and Stewie have a moment. I like, Ken has a lot of moments in this episode where he's really experiencing you know the grief mm-hmm. and we learn that logan died of a pulmonary embolism and stewie jokes uh that he thought it was the pierce business plan <laughs> and kendall starts to laugh and it turns into a cry and then stewie hugs him and then kendall tells him about the paper but stewie's pubes got a little singed last time he went with him yeah and kendall kind of explains that logan was blackmailing him says there was no card he wouldn't play against me back when he was you know the guy yeah. died and Stewie asks if he even likes the deal. And Ken says, yeah, he doesn't want to live in a haunted house. He wants to move on with the siblings, do their plans together. So he wants to sell the company. And Stewie asks what's in it for him if he helps them. And Ken says, could you just do a solid for your oldest pal the day after his dad died? How about that? And I'm surprised mm. it works, but it does. Yeah, I'm never sure with Stewie. I'm not sure how authentic that was. I think that was that was Kendall becoming a killer man. Yeah. I think he was playing it. Yeah, he was stepping up and being being a leader. Maybe it was about 50-50, but I think it was a strategic business. You're probably right, because this whole episode, he's morphing quickly. He's been working the crowd, right? Yeah, no, you're right. So I think that was his way, like, hey, like this is a genuine moment, but was it? Yeah, so like the crying even? Might have a little killer. He's going to make daddy proud. Mm-hmm. That his dad wanted. Probably right. Willa's mom is in this one now. Fun. I like her. I like her too. And Connor like, loves her. And she loves Connor. How could you not? She's so endearing. Yeah. I'm happy. I think Connor and her have a great rapport. I wonder if they'll ever get it on. They do. You know mom is moving <laughs> in. You know. Yeah, for sure. Willa's accepted that they're going to move into this haunted house, as we speak of haunted houses. And they're making plans for innovations. Connor tells the kids about buying the house, but Kendall's like, Really trying to keep them on topic. Really frustrated with talking about anything else because the meeting is in 10 minutes. 
And so they excuse Connor and shut the doors and have the conversation. Ken just wants it to be one of them, he says, which is not true because he just wants it to be him. Shiv wants him to just stop walking around the wake with a heart on. And Ken says it'll be all, you know, the message is it'll be all three of them for real, but publicly it needs to be Kendall because it just makes the most sense. And Shiv's like, no, what about me? I want it to be me too. And I just still cannot believe she does not insist on being one of them. And like for many reasons, because not least there should be a woman involved after all the cruise ship bullshit, you know? Mm -hmm. But Rome admits he's had communications with dad that they weren't aware of and he wants it to be Ken and him. It doesn't feel good for it to just be you, he says to Kendall. I just, I like in this episode how often they use, they just use the words like, doesn't feel good because it sums it up perfectly. Mm -hmm. Kendall says he's fine with it being Rome and him and Shiv wants to know what about her and Kendall doesn't think it works, doesn't think it's dry. She doesn't have the experience. But how does Roman have the experience? He went to like what, management training a couple years ago? I don't know. I feel like he had some other position in the company too. He did. And then he stepped back. He went to the office for a while. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But I just think it's a hard sell saying that like Shiv has less experience. But anyway, it works. I think within the company, maybe she has less experience, but does right. she have is she more competent and has other like relevant experience probably right but yeah i guess actual time in the company and they say you know two is cool but three is a bit wonky but behind the scenes it'll always be the three of us and she accepts it she accepts it and that really surprised me she just says she wants to be across everything everything equal if you guys fuck me on this this is a dad promise on yesterday and they swear they're not gonna fuck her which probably means they're gonna fuck her Jerry knocks and they got to take the plan to the old guard. Shiv bursts through the doors in the lead, like very confidently, even though I think she's very upset. And Stewie comes in too, which they object to at first, but the kids insist that he stays. This is a good group. A lovely gang of pals having a chat. I don't like get Stewie's role in this that well. I guess he just has a board vote. Right. And he's going to rep for Kendall. So Ken announces that it's going to be him and Roman. Carl's like, huh, well, when was the last time you spoke with your dad and how did that go? And Jerry tries, but Rome shuts her down, announcing Logan had soured on her and she says she's not going to push it. And then Stewie presents his case for Kendall. Outside the room, Greg says history is happening. And Tom adds to the smell of roses and rotting corpses. (laughs) Mm. More lovely imagery. And it's voted through. The kids come out, everyone applauds, and Shiv takes off pissed. Tom's following her when she falls down the stairs. Like, a few stairs. And Mm. when she gets up, she yells at the wheelchair dude, stop smiling. That made me laugh. (laughs) And stop smiling. I wonder if that will come into play. Like, it was not a bad fall, but... Right. Yeah. That's where my mind went. I'm going to play with the pregnancy somehow. Not not necessarily a miscarriage, but like a a scare. Exactly. That was my first thought. I was like, oh no. Yeah. I don't know. Like we're, uh oh, that's how everybody's going to find out. It might be the impetus for telling Tom because he's like following her right now. Yes. Yeah. She might like break down in tears and say that I'm worried about this. Start cramping or spotting again because that's why she had that amniocentesis in the beginning. Yeah. To begin Mm -hmm. with. So that's my prediction for the next episode that that will because otherwise, why? Why the fall? I mean, it was embarrassing, obviously, and Mm -hmm. she's freaking out, but I got to. Mm -hmm. Greg made me laugh when they all came out and they were clapping and he's like, long live the king. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That that was annoying. Like I I could see Mm -hmm. from like his perspective, like just shut the fuck up, please. Yeah. 
He's so over the top. Then Carolina congratulates Roman Ken inside of Logan's office, and they seem pretty miserable. Uh, but they say, great day, great week. Then they discover that Logan plays Sudoku, which is surprising to me, too. Such a normal thing for him to do. Hugo and Carolina are actually there to suggest a strategy for PR going forward. And the one option is, you know, pictures of the kids and their dad, or they can fuck him. Say that he was losing his focus towards the end. Roman translates this as Operation Shit on Dad. And they go further, too. They could go so far as Connor's mom, physical and verbal abuse, the Carrie situation. And Roman's immediately not comfortable. And Kendall agrees with him. However, then he looks at the paper and he goes back out to tell Hugo to execute Operation Shit on Dad. It's what Dad would do, which is probably true. But without an official sign-off, and he threatens Hugo with the strap-on when he says he's not comfortable. So he's telling him he overheard what I overheard at the beginning of the episode. He's basically blackmailing him about his daughter. I don't see how that works because there's no way that it doesn't get discovered that she traded. They monitor accounts like crazy. Um, right. But I guess the theory here is Kendall's saying he won't you know, out him if he leaks all these stories and doesn't say that Kendall did it. So, yeah. So Kendall's already. Turning. It's amazing. Kendall's transformation. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's, his, it's like he's. It's like Logan's soul has passed into Kendall and he has become his father. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it was, he really, he switched on a, on a dime there. He became a killer. You're right. I mean, but I'm sad yeah. about it. I don't like it. It's good for the show. That's what you have to do. I don't think it will last. He has too many demons. Well, like Roman's going to be so pissed when, when he realizes you know? that he walked right out of that room and did the opposite of what they decided together, you know? I mean, Kendall needs to tread very lightly. He has so many right. demons. He told his siblings about the waiter. They could just so use yeah. it against him. Uh, yeah, good point. The cards are not in his favor, really. Yeah, I feel like the siblings have the most dirt on Kendall. Right? Yeah. Shiv and Roman, like, I don't, there's some stuff, but yeah, Kendall could go to prison. Right. But it might actually help the storyline if he if they play it right, they'll have to all stick together. That's true. Kendall can't go off on his own with what they have on him. They're right. all going to need to be a cohesive unit for it to work. So Yeah. I mean it's definitely the best way if he would just realize that. And they should have consulted Shiv. I wonder if Kendall's gonna overdose at some point. Yeah. yeah. I mean I don't think he'll die, but I do think he'll get back into drug trouble before it's all said and done. I don't know. We we talked about this out of order, but I wonder if Shiv um, gave in so easily because of her pregnancy at all i think so i don't yeah i think so too because she's reeling i would have expected her to fight harder and yeah because she's so pissed right yeah i also think that she's not happy over the pregnancy so like sometimes when you're unhappy in like one area of your life you're like fuck it like why try in this other area you know like yeah no that makes sense i i feel like okay so shiv i think if she didn't want a pregnancy she wouldn't be pregnant yeah you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. maybe she's very into women's rights so right mm -hmm. i don't know not that she's excited for it but i also feel like she's doing her amniocentesis she's under a doctor's care so there is a part of her that does want this baby that's true um, otherwise yeah she could have just had the abortion right right and mm -hmm. yeah that is intriguing and she did say that line about the grandkids thing so mm -hmm. yeah part of her that wants that baby to me though i don't know like with on the phone with a doctor like I can't this is how I interpret it but like seemed like she wanted something to be wrong with the baby mm -hmm. and like when the doctor said like oh everything yeah. looks good she seemed disappointed but yeah 
I can see that too. She yeah. can be conflicted and still want the baby. I don't know. I think right, she right. has a lot going on in her head. Well, and it can be a little bit of both. We know how it, it's not, it, there's a big gray area there. So she could be dealing with several emotions at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. All right. I guess that's a wrap on our discussion of season four, episode four of Succession. Come back next week for episode five. Bye. Bye. Bye.